We're in. By the way, Avery brought me a muffin. What'd you bring me? It's a blueberry muffin. Where's it from? Uh, Actually, this looks really good. It, I can't remember the place. We went there. Cream? Crema? I don't know. I don't go to coffee shops. But I did today. How's it? Really good. You want a bite? Actually, yeah. Take a bite of that. Taste test. Really good. This is a good, good way to win people over. Bringing muffins into the studio. But she said there was one muffin for everyone. There's like six people here. So mm -hmm. I should pass it back. All right. Oh, no. It spilt a little. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, God, now I'm chewing this muffin. Really good. Did you get by that? It's good, right? Mm -hmm. You don't drink coffee, right? No. You just started drinking matcha this week. I discovered it last week. How did you, like, did you really discover it? Like, you didn't know there was a thing called matcha? Or well, you no. tried it for the first time I last week? I knew there week? was matcha, but I tried it for the first time last week. And uh, where? Like, were friends pushing you to try it, or okay. why'd you try it? So this is the story. Me and my amazing manager, Tina, go on the road together, and we get Dunkin' Donuts all the time. By we, I mean she. And I was, like, I felt left out. I was like, I need, I need a drink. Like, I don't drink coffee, but I need a drink. That's so what I'm So I was saying. like, I'm going to try matcha. And then I did. And then it's From Dunkin'? From Dunkin'. I didn't even know Dunkin' had matcha. Me neither. And But you don't like the taste of coffee. But we were talking a second ago, you're pretty caffeinated. Mm -hmm. You like caffeine. Yes. But you're not, you don't like the taste of coffee, so you don't drink coffee. No. But you're yeah. not afraid of caffeine. You'll no, drink caffeine. No, like Coca-Cola and like the Pink Monster, the Coconut Red Bull. Like those are like my favorite caffeinated drinks. Yeah. But I like, I quit caffeine just... For health, I guess. I don't know. Is it for health? It's a big monumental yeah, I'm just moment, trying actually. to, like, you know, be better. Do what I can. But, does, <laughs> do, but do you get a caffeine kick from the matcha? I feel like green tea doesn't have As hardly much, any caffeine. Uh, if I drink yeah. matcha, I get very caffeinated. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm caffeinated today. This might Maybe be a caffeinated, caffeine. This might be a caffeinated Avriana <laughs> mm, that we're listening. Be. So, okay. So, I want to dive into this because mm -hmm. one of the things that you always say is that you would wake up in the morning when you were a kid, like when you were growing up, you'd wake up in the morning, and at 5 a.m. You'd, mm -hmm. you'd, you'd just, you would just start singing, mm -hmm. which this doesn't make any sense to me, because I sang all the time early in the morning when I was a kid, and I never became a good singer. So I don't understand how you became a good singer just by singing every day at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. Like, how would how'd you know how to sing? Was it just supernatural? I guess. I mean, I've been singing, like, my whole life. Um, but I mean, I've been singing my whole life too, Avery, well, and I don't sound very good. I, I'm a massive singer. I, I sing everywhere. Up. Okay, Zach. No, no, never it's too, give up. It's too late for me, Avery. <laughs> I don't understand where I went wrong, and you you were doing something right at 5 a.m. I just I don't know had the drive. But what does that mean? Because I'm telling you, I was a passionate singer too. How did you know? Like, did you, did you ever worry about technique, or would you record yourself and listen mm -hmm. back and try to improve? Yes. I mean, I don't think there was that much technique going into it. Maybe I just have good genes. I'll give the credit to my mama. But would mm -hmm. you wake up in the morning and just like have a song in your head and you would just like sing that mm -hmm. song? Yeah. Like I would go to school. Like after I would sing in the morning, I would go to school. And I remember sitting in math class and being like having withdrawals. I'm like, I feel like getting a guitar and singing right now. And so that's why I would wake up every morning doing it. Like. I would just, I don't know. I all, I listened to music all day, and every morning I could just think of a song that was, like, fun to sing or, like, write my own. And when did you learn guitar? Um, 
I was in seventh grade, I think. I taught myself off of YouTube. Everyone learns guitar on YouTube, yeah. right? Wait, mm -hmm. but how old were you when you started waking up at 5 a.m. to start singing? Um, I think I was in sixth grade. Okay, so. Yes. But, like, are, are you trying, like, for example, like, if you if you, like, if you like listen to an interview with Shawn Mendes, mm -hmm. like, he would sing these, like, short snippets that were, like, a measure, two measures long, and then he would listen back religiously until he felt it sounded right. And then when he sounded right, he'd sing another two measures. And he was, like, right. so obsessed with this. Mm -hmm. Like, was this kind of your thing? Or no, you were just singing freely, and eventually you kind of just got better? Right. I was I was mostly just singing freely, but I will say when I do, like, content, like, when I post a video, this is kind of embarrassing. Maybe I shouldn't share this. But most of the time, especially if it's a cover, I have, like, 50 drafts of that one song because I just want to perfect each each line and each phrase. It has to have, like the right phrasing and like emotion yeah i'm very obsessed with that so you'll record again and again mm -hmm. sometimes over and over. like when i do this like sometimes i'll post videos on instagram like me doing guitar licks or whatever mm -hmm. and sometimes i'm trying to find that perfect take but then sometimes there's like an imperfect take that i end up posting right. anyway yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, what yeah. is that what are you what what are you looking for with that take i don't know just um like the deliver of emotion has to be there I guess. Yeah. Or like the deliver of the feeling of whatever I'm singing has to be there. So if it is through one that is kind of imperfect, then I don't know. I feel like I can tell when I watch the video. I'm like, did that make me feel something? Because something my mom would always say when I was younger, like singing in church, is if you don't feel it, they won't feel it. So I'm always trying to like be present and feel it in the video so I can feel good about would you grow up singing did you grow up singing in church i did yes in what song like in a choir or would you sing like solo? no solo a little bit in a choir but a lot with my mom yeah okay so you're you're waking up singing mm -hmm. but didn't you think that you would never have a career in music no but was that because you must have seen people who had careers in music right. so you must have known it was possible yeah but yeah, why yeah. why did you think you would never be able to have a career in music well i remember 12-year-old Avery going to Taylor Swift's concert and like sitting in the stands and thinking I want to do that so bad but I wouldn't like let myself have that dream and say that's what I wanted to do with my life because I loved it so much I didn't want it to be taken away from me so I remember like as a little girl being kind of self-deprecating and not allowing myself to label it as my dream just so that I could never lose it. I just wanted it to be something that I had for myself for my whole life, whether it was a career or not. But you were worried that if you chased it mm -hmm. and it didn't work out, mm -hmm. it, it would be crushing. Yes. It would be heartbreaking. Yeah, I was so worried about it. So I just didn't ever let myself, I don't know. That is such extreme thinking. It is, yeah. But <laughs> looking back, do you think like, oh, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. I should have chased it full force, which mm -hmm. now you are. Right. But, yeah. like, it, it, that's so interesting that you, at 12 years old, you're like, I want this so badly yeah. that I'm not even going to no. bother yeah. chasing it. Well, I mean, naturally, I chased it on my own all those hours at 5 a.m. singing and, like, the 2 a.m. bedroom, writing in my journal. Like, I've been chasing it my whole life, but not as something that I could, you know, make money off of. It's just something that, like, feeds my soul. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Wait, yeah. so but at 5 a.m., going back to this, mm -hmm. did you feel like you were making progress over time? Like, w waking up at 5 a.m., like, did you feel like you were becoming a stronger singer? Yeah. Or was it hard to tell? 
I think I could tell a change in my voice from freshman year till now, I guess. But I wasn't really doing it to, like, get better. I was doing it because I felt like I needed to. Like, I wanted to so bad. It was just, I don't know, the outlet, I guess. Of just singing. Yeah, It I wasn't, wasn't even about getting better. No, I wasn't sitting there like, I'm going to practice. I mean, I, I did do that, especially with, like, instruments like guitar and piano. I'm like, I'm going to practice and, like, get better at this. But with singing, it was something that I just, like, wanted to do so bad that I loved. And so I just did it. Do you still sing that often? Or now, yeah. now you're like, eh. No, ugh. I sing all the time. Really? Yeah, See, all the time. This is what I'm saying. I sing all the time. If you were ever around me, like I sing in the shower, I sing at home. My neighbors are like, "Who is this guy?" I sing all the time, and I've I've never become a good singer. Well, I took that's okay. I took two years of singing lessons in college. Mm-hmm. You know, what my singing teacher said to me. She said, "Look, this is true." She said, "You're not the worst student I've ever had." <laughs> that's that's what she said to me. But I sing all the time. You sing all the time, and you got really good. I I'm jealous. Is is what I am. I started too late, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough. That's tough, right? <laughs> I that's really a bummer. <laughs> I yeah. Okay, wait. Know. So yeah. But you so you never thought you would have this career in country no. music. But you started posting on TikTok mm-hmm. in the pandemic. I did because you were bored during Zoom. During school. During Zoom school, yeah, I would like turn off my camera, mute my microphone, and I still pass my classes somehow. But. Avery's yeah. super smart. I'm super smart. She's humble guys. too. That's one of her best qualities. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, but when you posted on TikTok, was that purely because you were just bored during Zoom school, or was a part of you that says that you didn't want to chase this dream? Mm-hmm. Was a part of you like this new social media thing might be an outlet to becoming a singer, well, like see, chasing my dream? Like I wasn't thinking that way. My brain wasn't like, oh, maybe I'll blow up on the internet. You know, I was just. I was just doing it for fun. Like, it was, I was singing in a bathtub. It was kind of a joke, to be honest. I was, like, just bored, and I just did it. And when it blew up, it was, like, 9 million views, and my mom was, like, those aren't real people. I was, like, Mom, no. I just blew up on the Internet, and my cousin that was living with me, she's, like, Tess, like, this is serious. Like, these are real people. She just got, like, TikTok famous. (laughs) I've been trying to get TikTok famous for months now. And Are you serious? It, yeah. Wait, and how many videos in was it before you had, like, one really go off? I mean, before I was just doing dancing videos with my friends, a couple singing videos. Yeah. But I usually kept my singing videos to Instagram on my personal account, you know, just with my family and friends. And I don't know, one day I just did it in the bathtub. And that that was like your famous moment. Mm-hmm. Do you start singing in the bathtub like from that point on? Or I was it, singing before in my mom's bathroom. But I I mean like recording it for TikTok, right. like all your content at that point. Yes, were you like, yes. This is why you became right the one who sings in the yes, bathtub. Yes, I was the bathtub girl the, because the acoustics were really mm-hmm. great. Yeah, is that why you were in the bathtub? That is why I would go in there and just play the guitar too, like sit on the floor. Yeah. And just sing. Because it's so satisfying. Like, singing to me, it's like itches my brain in the right spot. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you blow up on TikTok, and then at that point, do you start having this feeling like, wait a second, maybe this dream of becoming an artist, like, maybe I could do this. Yeah. Like, immediately? or you, Yes. Like, did you have an instant just change of mindset, or like, what happened? It's kind of, like, hard to remember because it all went by so fast, but... Yeah, I felt the taste of like, oh, maybe 
like the dream that I've told myself I couldn't have for so long is like gonna happen after a couple videos and people were reaching out to me and you know my managers reached out to me like Matt Thomas from Parmalee was the first one that saw my tub video on TikTok while he was on the tour bus and he showed David Fanning and David DM'd me and then I started working with him and Tina and then from there I was like this could be a real thing for me like I could do what I love and from that point on it's just been like chasing I've just been like trying real hard to have it be a success I guess yes yeah wait so what did they DM you when they DM'd you like what did they say David was like hey like would you maybe want to work together I saw your video and I was like no thanks (laughs) (laughs) I said no at first because I was I think I was 16 just about to turn 17 at the time and there was multiple people like reaching out through Instagram and really yeah and my mom was like We'd just been saying no to everybody because I was a junior in high school. Well, like, what am I going to do? Like, be famous? Like, I was like, this isn't... It, it felt that weird? Yeah, and- I was like, what do I... Like, I don't know. I just didn't know. So I just said no, and then I thought about it, and I prayed about it, and the next day I was like, Mom, like, I think this guy's legit. I have a good feeling about this one dude. And she was like, okay. And so the next day I was like, okay, how much money is this going to cost? And he's like, that's like, it's free. That's where you're wrong. If someone ever says that, run away. <laughs> yeah, and right. so, yeah, started from there. That's because on one hand, there's a reputation in the music mm-hmm. industry that's almost cliche mm-hmm. going way back. Yeah. To like people kind of ripping people off right. like this. But on right. the other hand, if you don't trust someone, mm-hmm. if you don't take a leap of faith, you'll never get to the next step, mm-hmm. right? So, th- but this guy, was it like the message of his DM or just like a way he looked or the fact well, that he worked he with Well, he had Parmalee? the blue check mark and like, oh. I did my research on him. And yeah, yeah. Wait, this was the manager that had the blue check yes, mark? Yes, David Fanning. David Fanning. Mm-hmm. So he reaches out, he, reaches he had the blue out. check mark mm-hmm. and you were just like, this guy's legit. Yeah. 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 So you write back and you say. No. No. <laughs> and then the next day I was like, yeah, well, let's yeah. have a Zoom meeting. Yes. Yeah. You were like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and you hop on a Zoom meeting mm-hmm. and and just good vibes. Good vibes. It was, yeah. It just felt right. And they, you know, we Zoomed a couple times and then they flew out to Utah and we cut just because I love you. They flew out to- They flew out to Utah. I was I thought going, you were from Arizona. I am what, from Arizona. What's in Utah? We were on a fishing trip in Utah. And they didn't Something say, like we'll that. wait till you're back home or whatever. They had to meet you on the- you, Yeah. You were on like were, vacation, basically? We were- Oh, these guys seem pretty Can't desperate. Really they, they flew <laughs> well, out. it worked. So you <laughs> it, know, it worked. It worked. <laughs> yeah. you were on a, a vac- you were on vacation, and they flew to meet you on vacation. Yeah, well, I can't really remember what exactly my family was doing. I know we were f- no, we were fishing. But in they Utah. F- they come to meet you basically. They come to meet me, and then and you, and you we m- cut in a studio in Utah. Oh, what? I was doing uh, something for Kids of America too. Oh, mm-hmm. we're what we're. I sing. I can't even really remember. Wait, but did you record in Utah? We recorded in a studio in Utah. Because it just couldn't wait? We had to like... Yep. Well, I I posted a video of me singing Just Because I Love You in the Tub. And that like blew up. I think that was like my biggest tub video. Besides Say Something. Yeah. and That's the one I think that's pinned on your TikTok. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's got millions of views. I mean, we were just like, let's get it done. You know? In a, how do you, I don't even know. And nice studio in Utah. Yeah, 
Okay. And I ne- I'd never met David and Tina in person yet, and me and my mom were out there, and we were like, first meeting you for the first time, and then we're just going to cut a song today. We're like, going to the studio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. What a thrill. Was, was that was the first such... time you were in a studio? Yeah. And Yeah. And uh, so, like, the whole dream's coming together mm-hmm. right now. Yep. But, like, are you worried to kind of, like, get too excited about it because do you feel like right. it could kind of go away yes. at any Yeah, second? yeah. So I was, I don't know, every part of me that had been holding on to that dream, like, every little taste that I ever got was just beaming. I was like, this is so fun. I think at the end of the Just Because I Love You video, I'm like, Oh, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like I was on cloud nine. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. just beaming. It was, yeah. And I'm who not. are you like talking? Do, do you have like friends out in Utah with you, or like who are you talking to about this? Like, is this all happening kind of internally, or like do you have like a best friend that you're like being like, holy crap, this video went viral. This manager right. reached out. We're in the studio. Mm-hmm. Like, how, like how are you processing this? Um. Well, I have a really really big family. Yeah. And I have two cousins that are my age. They're both girls, and they both lived down the street from me growing up. And so we were super close, and we are super close. And I talked to them about it, and we were all just like, eek! Holy crap. Because <laughs> we yeah. all went to Taylor Swift together, and they're like, dude, like this is awesome. This so, is, this mm-hmm. is going to be your moment. Yeah. So I remember there was a round mm-hmm. on Demumbrium that I went to, mm-hmm. and there were all – and you were playing – this was a minute ago. Right. And there were all these A&Rs at, like, all these label A&Rs who were there, and they were all trying to sign you. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to some of them, and I was like, like, oh, like, who are you here for or whatever? And they were like, oh, we're here for Adriana. Mm-hmm. We want to sign mm-hmm. Adriana. And I go, she signed with Warner. Like, <laughs> like nobody knew. There was a moment where yeah. nobody knew. Yeah. It was, like, kind of a secret, uh-huh. right? So d- did the management kind of facilitate that? Or, like, how did like, how'd you end up signing with Warner? How does that deal so... come together? I was Zooming with a lot of labels before I moved to Nashville. Yeah. And then... And always Nashville? Or did you ever think about, like, maybe you could move to L.A. Or well, I, I don't know where else. From the get-go, Nash- Nashville just felt right. Yeah. You know? Like, that's such a feel-good town. And I came here for the first time last um, February. No, it was March. Um, and it just felt so right. And then I signed my deal that July. I was at Lake Powell on family trip. and I want to go on a Avriana family trip. Oh, my gosh. They are so fun. <laughs> They're going to Utah. They're going everywhere. Yeah. Okay, so, so you were on a family trip? Mm-hmm. We were at the lake yeah. um, on a boat, and they sent me the DocuSign, and I like signed it with my mom and dad. And I was like crying on the houseboat. It was really fun. And does no one <laughs> – like does someone review the contract – with, yes, the, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. The contract was reviewed. Well, my dad is a business guy, and so he was like a stickler about all of it. And yeah, my yeah. managers are like they were the gonna, best. They were going to no, walk you into a bad no, deal. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the from the very beginning, they have been like kind of holding my hand, like taking care of me, like my guardian angels. I've got yeah. a great circle of people. Otherwise, I'd probably be. But what was it? Something about that. Something about Warner that you really connected with, like yeah, Rohan, mean, who's like dude, the best. Like, yes, all of them. Yeah, yeah all yeah. of them are just so personable, and I could just tell from the first meeting that they really cared, and they really care about music, and they really cared about what I had to say, and they were just so interested, and it just felt great. Like it yeah. felt right. It was one of those moments where I was like, I don't really have to think about it much more. 
Yeah, it yeah. just it just kind of came together. Just, yeah, it just and did. there's this picture on your Instagram where you went back, I guess, to Arizona mm-hmm. for your prom, mm-hmm. right? And this was kind of after you'd done like mm-hmm. music industry stuff. And I just think if I was you, going back to my high school after prom, I would feel so superior to everyone else. I would feel <laughs> so legit. I've got the major record deal, the song blowing up on TikTok. Like, like, did people kind of know what was going on? Like, did you just feel like kind of a badass? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, naturally, I'm like, okay, like, this is pretty cool. But at the same time, I don't know. There's some pretty cool people in my school. Who is doing cooler stuff than, like, signing a major record deal and blowing up on TikTok? Actually, one of my friends just signed to play football at BYU. And so that's pretty cool. I don't know. His name's Pearson Watson. Shout out to Pearson. but Big shout out to Pearson. But I don't know. Yeah. I guess that's cool. But to me, this feels like a close second, mm-hmm. The if not superior. Yeah. I would feel so confident going back and like such a badass. It's like going back to your reunion and yeah. like being the one who became like it was rich. Cool. and like Yeah, it was pretty cool. But I don't know. I feel like my hometown keeps me very grounded. Really? And yeah, like very, I go home and I'm very humbled. Really? Yes, like by everybody, in a in the best way. Like how they humble you? Because like, I go home and all my friends who I grew up with are like, "Oh, you're in the music industry." Like, I, like I'm not that interesting, but they think I'm really interesting. Right? Well, they think it's that's interesting a big ego trip for me. Yeah, you don't it, you don't have that ego trip. I do, but there's also a lot of like, I don't know. There's always that like small town gossip, and all that stuff. I kind of just keep my head down do you think people I don't are really... gossiping about you of in the course small town? are you kidding really how, for, how do you know that because what I, are they saying they're just you know avery's on tiktok and she's doing her tiktok thing and that doesn't really sound like songs gossip. about the exes and all that stuff yeah mm-hmm. and and do you think like do you think they're talking about like negatively I, it um, sounds very matter of fact what I, you just said i feel like I have no idea, but I do know there might be a few haters out there. Really? I mean, I've had haters my whole life. Really, though? Yeah. Have you? Like, who hates Adriana? You seem unhateable. I don't know, I don't know but I just ha- I felt you I've feel... mostly from girls, I guess. I mean, it's yeah. a high school thing. They're jealous. It's a I'm high telling school you, thing. you signed the major label <laughs> deal. Like, you're a big shot. But hang on. So the narcissist was mm-hmm. was that the first song that you put out? That was the one that really that was the took one off, that like. Right? changed a lot for me um just because i love you all all of the ones before they were also monuments i feel like they were just as important to me yeah um but narcissist was definitely the one that had the most impact how many guys because there's narcissist Mm -hmm. critic Mm -hmm. was shortly followed Mm -hmm. how many guys are breaking your heart is this one guy or is this a a couple a handful of guys well i am a heartbreaker Meaning usually, you, you break the hearts or you get usually your heart Usually my whole life I'm like, I break the hearts in a nice way. Actually, I have a really hard time breaking hearts, but I had one guy break my heart. Um, this was the guy. This was the guy. That, but That narcissist is written about. Yes, but I'm such a peacemaker that like we're on good terms now, you know? Really? Like I couldn't, I can't just call him a narcissist and be like, you know, done with it. I, I'm, I think that's you, I just think you totally not. Could. I could, but that's just like not who I am. I I have to make peace with like all of those situations. So yeah. But you know, critic and critic and narcissist, especially, I feel like I can relate 
to those songs, not only with that one relationship, but with other people in my life that I have met or, you know, I have friends that have narcissistic boyfriends or best friends or parents or very critical parents. And I don't know, I feel like writing those songs, I was conscious of the people that I love and in their situations with it also. So. What is that like? Like, what are narcissistic tendencies? I mean, I know what that means, but like, what like well, what was someone doing to you to make you feel like you had to write this song know, called nar- "Narcissist"? I feel like a lot of gaslighting and a lot of um, manipulation, and you know, when you tell someone how you feel about something and they go straight to you're being so overdramatic and you're crazy and you know that's just I feel like it's a direct representation of who they are rather than who you are because how are you supposed to tell someone how you feel and they're like you're wrong that's not how you should feel yeah that's not good yeah it's just I don't know I feel like someone that can't empathize yeah right sympathize and someone that is manipulative and gaslights a lot I mean I've just dipped my toe in it, but I'm not like a therapist or an expert about it. And you made but up with this guy? Not made up, but I'm just we're like on good terms. Yeah, like it's not like we're best buds, but right. I'm just like, hey, this wasn't like a personal attack to you. Like it's it's not about you. It's about me. I wrote this song for me, and I put it out there for all the other people that have been through the same thing. Yeah, like it has. It's not personal. It has nothing to do with you. Like, people change. You're a good dude. Like, live your life. Do people can like people must connect with, with the song like crazy? Like, do yes, I mean, reach out to you or like DM you of course, or see you at shows. The, and... the best thing that I think I have experienced is like the community of people that it's created is insane. Reading the YouTube comments and seeing how comfortable people are with sharing their stories on there and seeing that they've walked through the same thing and knowing that they can talk about it in a place where that I gave them in a space that I gave them for my song is such an amazing feeling and I feel like it's so uplifting rather than sad because it is a very like sad mad song yeah but you know it's created just such a a safe space for so many people and going to shows and playing it to people for the first time and I feel like when I make eye contact with certain people, I can just tell by their facial expressions if they have a story with the same experience or not. And people will come up to me after shows and like get emotional and be like, that song, like I went through the same thing. And it's just such a good feeling. I'm like, girl, me too. Give me a hug, you know? like Instant bonding. Yeah, right, instant with, bonding. It's yeah, just yeah. that connection. It's so special. Have you made any friends with anyone who is a fan? Like, yes. I, I feel like it's hard. Yes. Like, you never know when people come up to you. They could be total yeah. loonies. They could be right. absolutely insane. Yeah. But you but you were quick to say yes. You've made friends of with course. people who are I fans. Of course. I feel like I'm... Like, do you give your phone number to any fans? I give out a phone number to fans, and they can text me on it. Um, All right, but it's, not, it's, I not, it's answer, not the real number. It's not my real number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> I mean, got to keep it safe. You, gotta, you, gotta you never some. know. Also, but who could, they're could a give fan cross the barrier to to friend, and like what? Like, is that possible? Yes, even? I yeah, think yeah. it's a thousand percent possible. Because it's right. not like, you know, they're a 
I mean, maybe they are, but it's not like they're obsessed with me and I'm like so much better than them. It's just like human to human. Yeah. You know? So and s- especially if, you know, we relate on a lot of things. Yeah. But most of the time you're giving out the, uh, yeah. Separate. The community. The commu- right. Separate number. But I answer them all the, every day for I, at least I an hour every day. I take time out really of the fun, day. Actually. It is. It's yeah. super fun. And there's a lot of funny people on there. And a lot of people send me sunset pictures, which. I appreciate so much. What do you mean? Just photos of sunsets? Sunsets. Because I posted on my story. I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. text me. And then I posted a screenshot of someone sent me a sunset picture because I'm like, I chase sunsets all the time. Yeah, right, right. Um, It's like a personality Do you get weird things sent to you too? But... I imagine people send weird things too. Um, yes. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. But some people like even send me pictures of their babies and I'm like... It's kind of weird, but I love it. Like, I love your baby. It's so cute. I'm so glad you sent me that picture. <laughs> we get baby photos. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, wait. So the new EP mm-hmm. is called Mood Swings. Yes. Coming out. Yes. I was going through the writers. There's some big writers on this EP. Sasha Sloan, mm-hmm. for example. I feel like you and Sasha would really get along, I, right? We did. And I I mean, I don't want to speak on her behalf, but I feel like we hit it off and, like, vibed yeah. so good. Was it just that one song that you wrote? That just, made... It was the first time I ever met her. And you just got in, mm-hmm. wrote the song. Wrote the song. She's great. She's so great. Unbelievable. Yeah. And so I, I no no one sent me the record. I haven't heard any of of, of this oh, stuff. I'm so but excited. um but that song, I feel like you and her, like, does she kinda of play like older sister character? Like what's Sasha Sloan like in the room? Yeah, I mean she's very like present and very in tune from the get go. I feel like she I don't know, she can process things in a different way. Yeah. I feel like than regular writers do she can say things in a different way with just very like honest straight to the point emotions that i feel like a lot of people can't just say yeah you know but we wrote a love song and it was really fun oh i love that it was really fun when you write because like Lori mckenna you wrote Mm -hmm. a song with on this record right do you go to boston to do it or you do it in town no i did it in town over zoom okay so you write with Lori mckenna mm -hmm. i want to know like i feel like Writing with Sasha, mm-hmm. maybe you could be like a little more of your natural self mm-hmm. because there's like a little less of an age gap. Right. And I feel like you guys might have had similar life experiences. Maybe right. not, though. But with Lori McKenna, I feel like I would be trying to be like an elevated like version like of myself. Older, or mature. more mature, older. Right. right. Like I would try to like, 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 right. Like, is there yes, a difference? Definitely. I mean, I feel like I'm definitely very conscious of that. Um, but when I wrote with Lori... The previous night, I wrote half of a song at 2 a.m. sitting on my bedroom floor in a big T-shirt, um, and it was really sad, and I was like, just kind of brushed it off. And then the next morning, I was on Zoom, and Colin Healy was on the Zoom with me. I write with him a ton. And Chris and Lori hadn't hopped on the Zoom yet, but we were going through ideas because I was like, this is Lori McKenna. Like, I got to have some ideas. You need to like, go in with something. I need to go in yeah. prepared. Did you feel that way when you went with Sasha Sloan? Or yes. Did you... I feel that yeah. way going into every right. But no li- matter who. But a little elevated. Mm-hmm. Elevated for sure. With with someone like yes. uh, Lori McKenna. And I had other ideas and Colin had some ideas. And, and then we just weren't like, he's like, you got anything else? And I was like, yeah, I wrote like half of a song last night. It's really sad though. I don't know if this is like what we should bring in. Like, is she gonna be like weirded out by no, my? No, I like... feel like she's the queen of sad right. songs. Right. Okay. Lori but McKenna. I yeah. And so I played it for him, and he's like, "That's beautiful. Like, play it for her." And she loved it, and so did Chris. And then they 
completely brought it to life and helped yeah. me finish it. And I feel like the song that we wrote is a very, um, it's an all age thing. Maybe it's not something that you necessarily always go through when you're older, but I feel like you always understand it. Right. I don't know. We'll we'll just wait for everyone to hear it. Oh, but I can't this wait is, to hear it. But yeah. but like when you hop on Zoom with Lauren McKenna, is that mm-hmm. like the first time you're meeting her? Yes. And then what mm-hmm. does she do? She must know that the people that when she writes with young artists, she has right. to have an awareness that they're probably a little bit yes. intimidated to write with her, right? Yes. So does she she's cut the so like like how does she break that fourth wall or how does she dis- she's, she's disarming, right? She's just like such a good human to be around like she's so happy and like how are you and it was like not intimidating at all yeah right when i was actually on zoom with her because i was like okay like i feel so comfortable she's very welcoming it's super super easy to just be like here's the depressing song that i wrote last night about reading in my journal from two years ago here we go here's my life wait what was the what's the title of the song biggest t-shirt biggest Mm -hmm. t-shirt and what is the like what is the uh What's the what? The what story. is it? What what is biggest T-shirt? Yes, so nobody sent me the music. I was asking the publicist. Yeah, <laughs> nobody sent me. They sent me a lot of stuff, but nobody sent me the music. I think they're keeping it locked up because the you know they mm-hmm. want it to be a surprise when right. it comes out. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, and I actually haven't really had to talk about this one a ton. Um, but I was reading through um, my journal from my sophomore year, and. I was in a very insecure place, um, and I didn't have a ton of self-confidence, and I was kind of feeling grief and, like, empathizing for my past self, and I was sitting on my floor in this big t-shirt, and I was like, I kind of feel that same, like, insecurity today that I felt two years ago, so I was reading about it and what I was writing and stuff, and, and I feel like over these past two years I've realized a lot of tendencies that I had like being uncomfortable in my own skin so I always wore a really big t-shirt and you know listening to music all day and kind of going into my room and hiding from the world and I was just really sad and I was kind of um feeling grief for my past self and empathizing so I kind of wrote that song to her to past me oh yeah kind of just explaining that like feeling Wow, I, th- I think this is mm-hmm. a gr- probably a great song. And do you tell that straight up to Lori McKenna, or are you kind of masking some of those things well, and, like, dancing around what the yeah, song kinda, is really about? Yeah, I mean, when you listen to the first verse in the first chorus, you just know exactly what it's about. I feel like I didn't really have to explain it. Like, she got it. Yeah. You know, and sh- it's not maybe something that... I feel like every teenage girl ever, even guys, like, feel the same way at some point in their lives, whether it's when they're young or old, but I don't know. She got it and the boys got it too. And then we just wrote the song. Big t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Biggest t-shirt. Biggest t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I can't wait to hear this. I'm going to jump. Oh, when I'm the excited. Record comes out. I'm going <laughs> to jump right to it. Um, so, okay. The record's coming out October 7th. Mm-hmm. So that one's coming out. And um, I like that you have a date because a lot of people come in here and they go, the record's coming out sometime. Yeah. In, like Clark Jones is like, the record's coming out sometime next month. And I'm like, when? And they're like, eh, we don't know. We're figuring it right. out. You've got it together. No, Team's got, got it together. It. 
You've got it done. You've got to get it done. You got to put mm-hmm. it out. You'd be surprised how many people don't know when their yeah. music's coming out. <laughs> it, it's real. But um, so October seventh, Opry debut. October thirtieth. Mm-hmm. What's today's date? What's the date? It's oh, it's sixteen. Oh, there's a little bit of time. This will mm-hmm. be out before you make your Opry mm-hmm. debut. Yes. Um, how? See, here's what I think is tricky about the Opry, is rehearsing. What did I say? Oh, no, no, but this podcast will come out before the Opry mm-hmm. debut. What did I say? Did I misspeak? The Opry de- No, the EP's out October 7th. Opry debut yes. September 30th. Or October 30th. Sub- Opry debut is soon. Uh-huh. When's the Opry debut? September 30th. September 30th. Thank yes. you. Whew. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so here's what I think is interesting about the Opry. Mm-hmm. Is if you're playing a big, like, let's say you were going on tour with Taylor Swift, right? You would have your band, and you would right. rehearse with your band and get your set really tight. Mm-hmm. But for the Opry, you use the Opry's band. Mm-hmm. So to rehearse for your Opry debut, you're kind of solo, right? Yes. So are you going to sing the songs that you're going to do on the Opry? Do you know how many songs you're going to do? Two. Two. So you're going to do two songs. Mm-hmm. Are you going to sing those songs solo a million times leading up to the Opry? Like, how are you going to prep for this? I do my shows, me and the piano. So oh. I am a one-man band. Are you going to use the Opry band, or is it just... Mm-hmm. Okay. I will use the Opry band yeah. for one of the songs, and then the other song will be me playing. So you were going to play the piano. Mm-hmm. That's actually going to be a good mm-hmm. touch. I think the Opry audience is going to like that. Touch. Do you have big nerves for this, mm-hmm. or are you, are you feeling pretty cool? You know, I don't usually get nervous that bad for shows because yeah. it's just so exciting. I feel like my first three earlier this year, I was like, Okay, this is a little nerve-wracking. But Jake Owen, right? That, was that your first show? My no. first show was Josh Turner. Josh Turner. Yes. I don't know why I said Jake Owen. No, you're good. Josh you're good. Turner yeah. Yeah. was the first show. Right. And and you were kind of nervous for that. Yeah. And yeah. then, but the Opry, everyone's got to be a little nervous. It's You've like the be, moment. Right? Yeah. The moment. Do, were you and nervous? I'm, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Probably going to cry. But I really don't want to cry in front of people. No, I hate no, doing no. that. I got to tell you. But I probably you. will. <laughs> If you cry at the Opry, mm-hmm. guaranteed standing ovation. Oh my gosh, Gar- I hope so. Guaranteed. Maybe I should. Everyone who I've ever seen mm-hmm. cry at the Opry, Ray Fulcher, uh, Abby Anderson, yes. all the times I was like, every time I see someone make an Opry debut and they cry, standing ovation. That audience I am not is with a pretty you. crier. It doesn't matter. I'm terrified of crying in front of people. They're gonna stand. I'm gonna anyway. blubber and be like. Do you do, are you worried? Like I just played a really big gig mm-hmm. in New York, right? In Wicked, I play guitar in Wicked. Okay, cool. And going into that. I was really unconfident that I could actually pull it off, uh-huh. and that was making me nervous. Uh-huh. But I feel like you're pretty. You're gonna be able to pull this off. Like, are you worried you're not gonna be able to pull it off? No, I think you're I'll, gonna nail yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be like such a great experience. Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about is if I don't soak it all in. You know what That's I'm saying? If I miss the experience miss the of it. Yeah, I just. Yeah. I really wanted let myself have that moment how do you think you do that how do you you just constantly just saying we're here we're at the opry like yes. just constantly yeah and notes. i feel like i don't want to step into the circle and be like don't think about it just seeing you know i want to like think about be it present yeah very present and have that moment and like 50 people from my family in my hometown are, are coming, coming in and yeah, it'll be really special, so it'll be hard for me not to cry. I think that everyone, too, at the Opry, like, mm-hmm. the Opry elevates everyone does. to a level. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it might be the best performance you've done to date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll get better, too. But, like, right. I feel like I always see people at the Opry, and it's like, I've never seen them, even though they maybe sound great, mm-hmm. I've never seen them sound as good as they sound right. at the Opry. Well, it's just a good, it's a feel-good place. 
It's a feel-good place. Isn't that the motto? Good vibes. Isn't that that the Opry? Like the Grand Ole Opry, good vibes. Good vibes. I think that's the motto. No, it's not the motto. (laughs) Well, it's going to be my motto on that day. Um, Good vibes. We're running out of time. Um, Adrienne is very busy. She's a big deal. She's on the rise. The new EP is coming out October 7th. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mood Swings. Lori McKenna is a writer on one song. Sasha Sloan is a writer mm-hmm. on one of the songs. My good friend Ava Sapelza wrote a song, mm-hmm. who I love. She's the best. And Andy Sheridan is like mm-hmm. all over this, who I love Andy too. Yeah. How, how, is he a great guy in the room? You he, wrote like half this record with him. Him and Ben Williams yeah. are like my bros. Really great they guys, right? They are the best. Yeah. Like my favorite. Andy's got, his kids are cute too. You, yeah, you're right, they're so his kids. They're yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, so record's coming out mm-hmm. October 7th, October mm-hmm. uh, September 30th. Christy over here, Avery's pu- publicist, is, is giving me looks for getting these dates wrong. Uh, <laughs> September 30th, we're making the Opry debut. And here's the thing. Actually, we've really learned a lot here about Avery. We've learned that she's very forgiving. She's a very forgiving person. To a fault sometimes. To a fault sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should be a little less for- forgiving. Yeah. And I also think that Avery is very self-aware. She's very self-aware that when she plays the Opry, she wants to be pr- – her biggest fear is she's not going to be present which I think is very self-aware going into it. We've learned that um, that, uh, that, that I'm excited for this record, actually. I think this is going to be really great. Mm-hmm. I think there's some great writers on this record that I think you vibe with, and I, I, I just think there's going to be something special about it. You need to follow her on TikTok. We learned that she sang every day at 5 a.m., and she became a better singer, unlike me who sang every single morning, and I'm, I'm nowhere. <laughs> I never became a good singer. I was doing something wrong. Um, but seriously, great to have you in the studio. I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. You need to follow Avery on TikTok too, mm-hmm. right? Are you of still course. pushing the TikTok really hard? Yes. Yeah. Of course. What's the, the next big thing though? Are you like, the next big thing is like eventually a song will go to radio. Right. Or yeah. like that'll kind of be the next all big of, thing that elevates all of the it. Goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you an Ingrid Andrus type? Because you did this video with Bose. Yeah. A little Ingrid bit. Andrus, you know, right? she's so awesome. She I is, just right? look up to her. She's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like even at Warner, like she is like a handful of years ahead of you, right? right? So, like, I would feel like different moments, doing mm-hmm. things for the first time, making your opera debut, doing mm-hmm. this. Like, I would almost be like, Ingrid, like, what was it right. like for you? And yeah, kind of, like, yeah, yeah. Picking her brain yeah. on these things, right? Yeah, she was like, anytime you need advice, like, let me yeah. know. I was like... And do you take of, advantage of that? I'm like, of course. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. I'll hit you up. <laughs> and do you text yeah. her? Yeah, a little bit. She little sent bit. me, like, her good person final. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. that's awesome! It was so awesome. She sent you a photo of babies and sunsets too, which was which mm-hmm. is weird because I thought mm-hmm. only like fans mm-hmm. did that, oh, but, yeah, yeah. but she's doing that too, which is great. <laughs> um, Avery on the podcast. Thanks for coming in to the Chase Studio. Thanks for making it happen, mm-hmm. and we'll have to have you on again sometime. Yeah, thanks for having when the me. record's out, and we'll we'll catch up and of we'll course. we'll talk about it all. Yeah. So great to see you. Crush yes. the Opry. Thank you. That's all, I got nothing else. Do we get it? Yeah. Do we not say anything? Have we missed anything? We've covered it. Let's get her out of here. She's gotten poor meetings. Let's go. We're done. <laughs> Avery Anna, well done. baby. Thank you. Woo.